You're listening to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer with hosts Tom and Kate. Tom Gallego, author and creative director of award-winning digital agency L7 Creative, and Kate Hauser, his incredibly witty, social media-obsessed millennial co-host also of L7 Creative. Join Tom and Kate every other week as they discuss and debate topics around how modern marketers can thrive in the ever-changing and often intimidating landscape of digital marketing. Your survival guide begins now. Welcome back to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. I'm Kate Peters. And I'm Tom Gallego. And it's so good to to see you, Tom. And it's great to be here because it's been a while since our last podcast. So for our listeners, we apologize. We've been so busy, but in such a good way. And we're excited to get back to our weekly podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited. And and we're coming in strong on our, you know, kind of our re- little hiatus and return. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about Gen Z today. And um, we've got a great, great topic. We are. Today. Yes. Tom had this really good idea to do an episode where we pretty much break down how to market to different generations. And we thought we would start with Generation Z, <laughs> even though I'm a millennial and Tom and is I'm, also I'm a, a millennial. <laughs> I'm a boomer. Want to be millennial, but I'm, I'm a boomer. Yeah. And, and so little is known about Gen Z and, and, and just it's the, their characteristics their psychographics their their um, really personalities are coming to light right now. And it's a quite an interesting generation. It definitely say. is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're excited to get into this topic. Um, and just before we start, so Gen Z is anyone born between 97 and 2012. So they would be around the age of 10 to 25, mm-hmm. which is kind of a big jump. Um, so I feel like for us, a lot of this is going to be like the people that are like 18 to 25 people that have like money in their debit card account. <laughs> like, I don't right. know how to market to a 10 year old, but I can tell you how to market to like the second, the older part of Gen Z, I guess. Right. And they're coming into the workforce and they're one of, in numbers. They're one of the largest generations, um, much larger than Gen X, um, larger than millennials. So as a marketer, you really want to really pay, pay close attention and uh, would love to hear from you too. If you have any, uh, any input, you know, hit us up on our podcast channel. Okay. Oh yeah. So Tom and I are going to break down some of the tips that we have. And then we have a very special guest for the second half, which is, um, a Gen Z in the flesh herself. Um, Allie, who is a content strategist for L7 Creative. She's awesome. She is going to be calling in. We'll be calling her. So Tom and I are in San Diego. She is in Phoenix, Arizona, um, but she's great. A super, you know, great perspective from from the voice of a Gen Z herself. A, a so, great representative of Gen yeah. Z. Tom yeah. and I went out looking for fishing for a Gen Z and we caught one and now we're going to interview her. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah, she is. So okay. that'll be fun. Um but yeah, do you want to dive in? I mean, how are you Let's doing? I guess I didn't even ask you. How's your day going? It's going great. Yeah, I got a lot, lot packed into this Friday. Um, but this is really the the fun part of my day, and and the most probably the most interesting. Um, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's Friday, and the weekend's almost ahead. But we're gonna yeah, we're gonna start now. I know if we, you, if I know you, Kate. You have a lot planned this weekend. Right. You know, I do, I actually don't have too much planned this weekend because we just had our honeymoon last week and then next weekend is Memorial Day. So we're kind of chilling this weekend, but I'm excited about that. 
I made plans to not make plans. Like I told everyone, I don't want to hang out with anyone, but we'll see how long that lasts. Except the Dougster. Except, yeah, except and Doug. Steve. <laughs> Steve and Meg, yeah. We'll see. Um, I usually say that and then around like, four o'clock on Saturday, I get a text from someone that's like, does anyone want to get a drink? And then I'll end up at like a brewery or something. So we'll see. But um, yeah, if this was uh, it's too early in the morning for us to start drinking, but if it was happy hour, we'd be boozing. But um, okay. So we're going to start off with a game. We're going to play two truths and a lie. So basically, if you don't know this game, it's where you list off three different statements and Tom, you have to guess which one of them is a lie. Okay. Are you down? I'm down. All right, let's let's do do it. it. Okay, first one. Generation, I'm going to read them all first, and then you sit on it and tell me which one's a lie. And I say which one's BS, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. One, Generation Z does not online shop versus in-store shop as much as millennials. Okay. Two. Process Process that. that. So Generation Z basically shops online less than a millennial. Okay. Second. Okay. Gen Z has a 12-second attention span for content online. Okay. Third. Um, go ahead. And I'll comment on them. Gen Z does not care about loyalty programs. They are more independent shoppers. Okay. So you've pretty much got Gen Z doesn't shop online as much as millennials. They have a 12 second attention span and they don't care about loyalty programs. Well, so I think, I think, um, let me start at the bottom. Okay. Okay. Um, I, that's this is a weird one to me because I I know they are independent shoppers. Okay, uh, we're finding out that they are very independent shoppers, and um, so this is like handcuffed together. So they're that they do not care about loyalty programs and they're independent. I, I would say that is absolutely true. Okay, I think that's a trait of this digital native that doesn't even know anything before digit there, there's no analog was analog was never in their life. Okay. So, so anyways, I, I think that is absolutely true. Um, 12 second attention span for video content online. Um, wow. You know, that, that's, that would be sad, but, but you know, the saying is sad, but true. So I, I'm going to say that is sadly true. Um, it makes our job tougher as marketers because we got to we got to do everything we need to do in twelve, 12 seconds, seconds and try and get a logo in there and in a, in a call to action. Yeah, yeah it's, that's 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 why they pay us the big bucks, right? Um, so I'm going to go. So I'm going to say that's true. I'm going to go to number one and call that out as BS, and that is does not shop online as much as millennials. I, I would have to think they shop more because. That's all they really know, right? Interesting take. Okay, so which one's your lie? I would say number one is the lie. That Gen Z does not shop online as much as millennials. Right. Okay. The lie was actually that Gen Z has a 12-second attention span. Damn it. They have an, they have an eight-second attention span. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, play, that's trick. you played a trick on me. That is dirty pool. But leave it to Kate to, to do that. You got to think about the details. We're marketers. You got to pay right. attention to the details. God, you're so so millennials have a 12 second attention span. You got me. I fell, I fell into that trap. Yes, you did. All so, the boys do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Gen Z actually does 
not shop as much online as millennials. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Millennials more. shop online more than Gen Z does. Uh, wow. Yeah. They like okay. Gen Z is, they are like, um, what's the word? Like when you're like, when you like stuff from like the old days, like they like to be in retail shops. They like to like go thrifting and like find cool stuff. Like they're, um, oh my gosh, what is the word? Like when you like stuff from the past. Well, retro kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. Hipster, maybe. Yeah, I guess. And that's yeah. a bad term, yeah. maybe to some. Yeah, but, yeah, it's yeah. fine. No. Yeah, so that was the lie. Um, is that they actually have an eight second attention span? So we'll get into that more later. But that is, you've got eight seconds to capture a Gen Z. You've got twelve seconds to capture a millennial. Okay. So yeah, and they, um, they actually, you were right. They don't care about loyalty programs. Right. They, they're more independent shoppers. So it, there was actually, um, Ernst and Young did a study that found that 45% of millennials do like loyalty programs, make us a brand feel special, makes them feel special versus 30% of Gen Z. So it was just less percent. That's a really good point. So, uh, so, you know, our marketer listeners out there, just keep that in mind. Okay. It was your building your campaigns for Gen Z. Now, so, so le- let me see if I can trip you up here. Okay. Um, mine are going to be a little, little longer because that's just me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the first one is Gen Z feels strongly about social issue, issues such as climate change, sustainability, environment, uh, environmental responsibility, and gender equity. Okay. So let's say they feel more strongly about those things. Okay. Okay. Gen Z is less skeptical than previous generations, particularly the millennials, and more likely to trust businesses to do good in the world. Okay. Okay. Um, Gen Z are more likely to patronize brands that work to affect social change, share their values, and reflect their expectations of themselves. So those are the three areas. I'll open it up to you, Kate, to kind of figure out okay. the BS. All right. I'm looking at these. All right. Gen Z feels strongly about social issues 100%. So that one's, is, that one's definitely true. Um, okay. I'm going to say that one's true. Gen Z is less skeptical than previous generations, more likely to trust the business or Gen Z is more likely to patronize brands that work affect social change. Um, can you define patronize? Yeah, they're, they're, they're more loyal, uh, pay, patron, patron, when you patronize something, you're, you're kind of more loyal to it. Okay. okay? Then I'm going to call the lie. The second one generation Z is less skeptical than previous generations. To trust a business. So you say they're more skeptical yes. than previous to, you know, particularly millennials and, and, and less likely to trust businesses to do good in the world. Yes. Because that would be the antithesis of number two. Yes. So you, you see, is this your final answer? Yes. Okay. Are you scared? Nope. Okay. You're absolutely right. You're so yes. good. And I... <laughs> we should have bet money. We should have put some... We should have put, put a wager on this. No, we should have. Like 10 bucks. Right. I would have taken it. It would have been my lunch. Good job there. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. So we've got five tips that we're going to share for ways that you can market to Gen Z before we bring in our Gen Z. So who knows? Maybe we'll be totally off and she'll be like, this is not right. But we're going to do our best. She could be an outlier. You That's know? true. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've got five tips here on how to market to Gen Z. Some of these we kind of are, you know, they're a little reiterated in some of the the truths that we mentioned earlier. But the number one that we have here is that Generation Z prefers companies with a purpose. So purpose-driven, socially responsible. They're here to change the world. They're here to end climate change. 
end poverty and they want companies that are behind that mission and that are, if not making it better, not making it worse. But also, so think about this to play into, so, so that really supports, you know, uh, the two truths and the lie we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. but it also means that they're very, very skeptical, you know, so of those companies. So those companies need to prove it. Mm -hmm. They really need to, to own it and prove it. They can't just say it. They can't say. Completely agree. They're, this is the, this is the transparency generation. Right. They want transparency. And they want to see proof. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. You would be a good Gen Zer. You know, I feel like a Gen Z sometimes. (laughs) And sometimes people say, you look 24. And I'm like, please. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you are as old as the generation you look like. So I'm going to say I'm Gen Z. So you're handing in your millennial card and you're joining the Gen Zs. Sure I am. Nothing a little Botox can't do to pull you back a generation or two. There you go. (laughs) All right. I I, I support you there. Perfect. Okay, cool. So if you're a brand, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say like go out and be socially responsible, like have values, have ethics, be transparent. And that can come out in like so many different ways. Even if like, let's say you're a clothing company and you have on your clothing product page, how much, what money goes into that cost of that? Like how much is your worker getting paid for that shirt? How much of the materials? And then how much are you profiting? Something as simple as that on a product page will win over a Gen Z. Yeah. You know, well, and it can, socially responsible can, can spill out to things like gender equality. Yeah. So if you have a, a, get a a, female CEO, if you have a, yeah, but you know, I mean, I would do it naturally. Right. right? Of course. Yeah. And, 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 um, diversity, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, diversity and inclusion, Inclusion. all those things are important. Um, and if that's your company and you really feel like your company is, is, uh, genuine and authentic, uh, then, then shout about it. Yeah. Brag about it. Totally. Yeah. But if you are going to talk about it, make sure that, you know, you can back it up because the Gen Z will be the first one to be like, this is nice, but you're still not quite there, yeah. you know? So right. make it thoughtful. Yeah. Love it. Okay. okay. Moving on. Number two, this generation wants a relatable and personalized approach. This so. is interesting because, you know, it is so important. Um, and I really take, go down to the UI UX um, uh, of, of, shopping experiences and it's, and I, and I tell, you know, you've heard me tell clients all the time, your shopping experience, your, your, your path, um, to buy something on your site, it, it needs to be world-class needs to be smooth and and easy. And, um, because, uh, and, and personalized to that shopper, so it's really, really important because because this generation, as we know earlier, an eight second attention span, they'll bail out. They'll just leave your site and never come back. Definitely. So you need a site that's very uh, flawless, or a, or an app, or whatever you're mm-hmm. using. Oh, to, I like the to, app idea to funnel yeah, um, clients in. Yeah, but the younger generation wants a thoughtful, tailored experience. I'm just reading verbatim, not a one size fits all interaction. Yeah, so so tailoring that experience too and making it seamless is really important. Yeah, for sure. And we were just talking the other day about how email marketing seems old school, but it's not dead. It's very much alive and it's well. It's one of the most, still to this day, one of the most pr- productive, high-performing forms of marketing. So there's a ton of opportunities for brands to personalize emails. 
So put some thought into that, make them exciting, uh, make them customized to the reader and you should be good. Yeah. This cookie-less uh, environment that uh, is coming fast upon us, that just makes email marketing even more important for yep. um, marketers today. And the, the, the death of, as they say, the death of email marketing is, was largely exaggerated. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Email marketing is like, nope, not going. Not going away. Um, okay. Number three, we already talked on this one a little bit. They have short attention spans. So as we mentioned, Gen Z's uh, have an eight second attention span and they're not only bouncing around between content within the app, they're bouncing around within apps. So if you ever sit behind a Gen Z on the Metro or in an airplane and you see them on their phone, <laughs> it's like, I've got Snapchat, then I have TikTok, then I'm on Facebook, then I'm on Instagram, then I'm checking my email. And it's like, oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I, I will like sit on Instagram for 30 minutes, but I'm not like yeah. bopping around apps. Like if I don't feel served from Instagram, they're going, they're going straight to another app and then another and then another. Funny story. I was watching a Gen Z uh, the other day. And I like how we talk about them. Yeah. Like they're like animals in the, yeah. in the wild. We're like, you know, I in saw a bird the other day. <laughs> I saw Gen Z I saw in the Gen wild. Z in the wild. And I was observing this yeah. Gen Z, honestly, because it looked like something was wrong with her phone. Oh, she was zipping was back glitching. and forth. It was, I go, oh, that poor thing. Something's wrong with her phone. Yeah. You know, their phone's like, but no, that's yeah. just her like going boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, thumbs. boom. I'm like, the thumbs. The thumbs. I'm back and forth. I'm back and forth. I'm here. I'm there. I'm yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's like I was, and then I realized, yeah, she was engaged with what she was doing. Oh yeah. I'm sure and I she thought, was. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes you worry about like what the next generation will be. Like, are we at like six seconds by then? Like it just keeps going down. It, yeah. Right. You know, where does it stop? I think it'll eventually, I mean, it has to stop. Like what can you even get across in like three seconds? Well, we've, we've always said in, in, in marketing, especially with, you know, back in, cause I'm old school, right. Back in the day, you know, with billboards and mm -hmm. you got three That's seconds, true. you got three seconds to grab somebody's attention. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's great. Cool. All uh, right. So make your content short and sweet, viral, attention worthy, and lean into that eight seconds. Right. All right. Number four, Generation Z doesn't want anything that isn't real. Right. I love this one because this really shakes up like the last 50 years of marketing. Like they do not want anything that is retouched. They don't want anything that is not authentic. They will call you out for it. Um, I know that like American Eagle back in 2014, the clothing brand, they implemented a no Photoshop policy. So now if you look on American <coughs> Eagles, like in all their ads, the women have stretch marks, like natural stretch marks, you know, cellulite, uh, freckles, wrinkles, you know, skin, like things that are just natural to a human right. body. And it's in all of their, all of their ads. Because well, Gen Z demands that. And I think it's great. So do I. And what was the brand just came out with a policy of no, no filters on there? Oh, oh my gosh. You're right. We just saw that. It was, it was that they wouldn't work with influencers that use filters in their photos. Absolutely. Oh, what, yeah. They want real, you know, because these filters are getting so advanced and sophisticated, yeah. right? It's, and, oh. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to say this wrong. This might be like a, a massive company. Ogilvy? O-G-I-L-V-Y. 
Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Ogilvy UK will no longer work with influencers. That is a millennial for you. It looks like it's actually not. It says they'll no longer work with influencers who distort or retouch their bodies or faces. Yeah, big big agency, um, technically our competitor, David Ogilvy was, yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, we have the same policy now. Right. (laughs) David Ogilvy is is an icon in the advertising industry. Yeah. Creative director, copywriter. Yeah. um, Read the book Ogilvy on advertising. It's it's fantastic. It's still relevant today. Mm. He wrote it back in the 70s or 60s even. I yeah. Think. Uh, but yeah, no no filters on um, uh, for influencers. I like really it. plays r- well into this. Uh, they, Gen Z doesn't want anything that isn't real. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let us know how you feel about that. I know it got a little backlash because some people were like, the problem isn't the consumer that's using it. The problem is the people that are creating the tools that allow you to use it. It's like, you're, yeah. it's like that should be where we start, you know? Right. But I mean, I'm here for it. Um, okay, last one before we call in our Gen Z. Uh, where are Gen Z spending most of their time online? So most of it, as you would n- not be surprised to hear, is on social media, specifically TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. Um, right. So and so, and more 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 of those first three, and, and yeah. I would even go further and say TikTok and Snapchat. Yeah, that, Snapchat's like, huge. Right. Um, which I actually like. You forget about Snapchat, you know, because it's not a traditional social app where there's a feed. Right. I mean, there is, but it's not like, it's not like, you know, a feed that shows content individualized like Instagram and Facebook do, but it's a bunch of stuff you're looking at. But, um, but yeah, it's Snapchat's what's up. So there's a couple of interesting ways you can market on Snapchat. So I know they have like geo filters because Snapchat, the big thing is like snapping what you're doing during your day when you're doing yeah. it, like sending it to people. Right. Um, so they can do geo filter marketing really, really well in Snapchat. So if you're a brick and mortar, you have storefronts and someone, you know, come is around you, like take advantage of that and try to come up with a strategy for Snapchat. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's your that's your area of expertise. So Snapchat. You don't have a Snapchat? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I only use it for like yeah. friends. Like we just send each other silly photos, but I don't use it as much as TikTok. I do. Have I'm a, not a Gen Z. So. I do have a TikTok and Instagram. I know. I know. And I'm like, you know, I, I want to really dislike TikTok. Yeah. So but hard. I, but I love it. I know. What's it's what do you, have you ever heard of the phrase? What side of TikTok are you on? No. It basically, it's like what people say to each other when they're, because the TikTok algorithm is so, so advanced. So like we could be experiencing completely different versions of TikTok. Like I, like, so whenever I see a friend I haven't seen in a while, we're always like, what side of TikTok are you on right now? And it's like, okay, sometimes you're on like, I'm on like baking TikTok where I'm just getting fed all of this content of people baking. Or the other day I got on Disney TikTok, which is like, it's you just on your TikTok, but it's like, what, right. what, what channel, what path has the algorithm put you down this week? And I was on a, a Disney and I was just completely. I want to open up some new channels. Cause it seems like what lately, are you on right now? well, all they send me is, is golfing, little golfing tips. That's swing tips. You're on golf TikTok. So people would say you're on golf talk. I'm on golf talk. Then. <laughs> and, and I, you know, it's like, they get me every time, but yeah. I'm also. There's some marketing stuff on there. Yeah. Every now and then. I'm on a Um, a couple of those too. Right. Like how to grow on social and stuff. Yeah. I'm just a baby though on TikTok. Let's call our Gen Z. Let's give her a buzz and Mm -hmm. see what she's up to. Hey, Allie. Hello. How are you guys? Good, good. Allie, are are you a a real Gen Z? I mean, and are you uh, in the wild right now? 
Yes, I, I'm in the wild of all the Gen Zers currently. <laughs> all right, prove you're a Gen Z. No, I'm just kidding. All right, tell us. How, tell how long is your attention span? Okay, is it uh, is it less than? It, it's probably eight seconds, right? Just yeah, confirm. I would say like eight to ten, fifteen at the most, like fifteen seconds. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. Okay, Allie, yeah. so introduce yourself to our listeners, name, where you live, what you do, maybe throw out your age if you're comfortable with it, only because it's relevant to the topic. Right. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm Allie. Um, I'm 23 and I live in Arizona currently. Um, and I work at L7 as the social media specialist. Um, so I'm right on the cusp of Gen Zers, but I think I, I, think I can cross, cross the line back and forth pretty easily. Well, actually, you know, and here's the thing about, um, generations, us marketers are moving, you know, moving the lines, so to speak, Mm -hmm. but you know, Ali, you're, you're actually squarely there. I mean, you know, 24 to 10 to, to down to 10, 10 10 to 25 was 25, 10 to 25 is so you're 23. Yeah. You're right. You're in the sweet spot. So you are that this is amazing that we can actually have you on the phone (laughs) (laughs) to represent the entire uh, Gen Z population. So I'll try to do it proud. No pressure. (laughs) So Tom and I just went through some of our tips for marketing to Gen Z. So we're curious to see if we're at at all right on these. So just walk us through your, how do you shop? Where do you shop? Like what gets you in terms of marketing? Like just Tell us how we should market. Where can we find you if we're trying to find you to, to promote products or services to you? I think a lot of marketing, you have to catch the Gen Zers off guard. Like a lot of the stuff that I will get my attention, that will get my attention grabbed really easily is just like on Instagram or on TikTok. It's like on my day-to-day basis, like kind of how billboards were, th- were the thing and they grab people's attention on the way to work or something. Um, I feel like it's just... I'll get influenced by something I see on Instagram and then I'll immediately click on the link and it's at my house in two days. So it's, it's way too easy, um, to shop in this day and age. And, uh, yeah, I think catching us off guard is the best, the best way to do it. And, and well, that's interesting and, um, fits right in. So, so far you're true to form. Uh, what are the channels, um, what, what channels are you on particularly social and, and, and how are you using, um, your digital experience, uh, you know, what, what, what platforms are you on typically? Um, Instagram and TikTok are my go-to during the day. Um, those are where I get influenced the most with products. Um, Twitter is just more for entertainment. I hardly ever recognize an ad on Twitter and as something is, I would click on that externally and then go shop on their site. Um, but Instagram and TikTok, you kind of know that they format their ads to be in your demographic. So it's really easy to get like your attention grabbed. A lot of the Twitter ones are really, um, out there and kind of random. But, um, I think if I wanted to find like specific inspiration, like Pinterest is a really good one that I use, um, when I want to find like a specific recipe or house decor, I know all of those ads are embedded in there. So I think that's just my personal shopping, but Instagram and TikTok are the ones that I'm on most of the day, all day. And then, um, those ads are really specific towards me because all of that social listening and stuff like that. But yeah. The algorithm just knows you so well. Very cool. Um, just 
<laughs> you said something interesting earlier. So not only do you like that, like you're not knowing when you're getting marketed to, but also that it's, it's convenience. So you want something that's coming in two days. So we didn't even talk about that, Tom, that, that convenience is like one of the number one things that, that Gen Zers want too. is that like short term, like really quick to the doorstop doorstep. So yeah. I guess for Ali, correct me if I want wrong for marketers, it would be utilize TikTok and Instagram and make it as, as disguised as possible that you're selling to them and make it as convenient as possible to purchase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I follow a couple people. Um, and if they have product recommendations, it's kind of more lifestyle for me, but that's just personal preference. If they have like a good routine or, uh, like a fitness company that they have an influencer for that, I love to look at those as well. But sometimes the, uh, influencers are a little too flashy for my taste. Like it's kind of just like, Oh, look at everything I have. Plus the plus more, but, um, it's just with like the really big ones on TikTok and stuff like that. So yeah. So maybe it's more like micro influencers that it feels more authentic. Yes. I was run better, way better to micro influencers than like people who have thousands and millions of people following them. Interesting. Hmm. Good tip. And, and what kind of, um, social, uh, causes can you get behind or do you support? Um, yeah. One of the things that we had as a tip was that Gen Z prefers companies that have a purpose that are like super transparent and like, you know, their give back or their impact and stuff like that. I agree. I think Gen Z is one of the most outspoken generations. Um, I think a lot of brands having the inclusive, like inclusivity, whether it's makeup and having all of the um, skin tones, like very specific, uh, like a wide range of skin tone colors. I think clothing brands should have sizes that include all people. Like I think just inclusivity, it's time that we are all equals. And I think when brands get behind that, it's something that I really support when I look at brands and how they represent themselves to the public. Cool. I love that. Well, that fits right in. Yep. Inclusivity. Yep. For sure. Um, what else? Like what else do you think is important for brands? They're specifically looking to target Gen Z. What would do you think is important for brands to consider? I think uh, if you don't have their attention in the first five seconds, you've pretty much lost them. I think we have one of the most, the shortest attention spans possible. So if I, like we said earlier, if I'm not intrigued in the first five seconds, I'm probably scrolling past. So I think as long as you have like a good message and you can get it out in the first five to 10 seconds, you have a pretty good, pretty good chance with us. Nice. Okay. Well, we really appreciate your time, Allie. It's yeah. Been great. I know we do. Anything we missed that you should, anything, not, not everyone has access, direct access to a Gen Z. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'm happy to be representing our generation today. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So big takeaways here from Allie is short and sweet content. Don't make it look like you're marketing to them. Make it easy for them to shop by one click, one button that maybe they don't even know they're clicking. And the next thing you know, they've got something on their doorstep. Um, and be on Instagram and TikTok. I love it. And working with micro-influencers. I think that's a good takeaway too. Is that all brand, brands? Because I would, I would actually beg to think that millennials actually are the ones that, because we grew up with influencer marketing, are, are still somewhat influenced by those like mega influencers since we've been on Instagram for like eight years now. 
but I know that micro influencers are on the rise. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, I think it comes down with the influencers. You kind of realize like the people who are really big, you know, they're getting paid mm-hmm. so much money and you don't even know if they're really using the product. Whereas micro influencers, you kind of know that it's something they back and would use every single day. So again, it just feels more real just to clarify that one point, but absolutely for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Thanks, Allie. Yeah. Cool. You guys. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Alrighty. There it is. There you have it. That's all we got for today. Yeah. It's, it's really Gen Z's coming out party here this next uh, few years. Yep. Definitely. really is because those, uh, the end of that generation or the the tail end, the 10 year olds, they're going to be huge consumers in within six or eight years. Yep. So absolutely. And then they're already in the workforce. They're already consuming. They're already buying, they'll be buying cars and homes, big purchases probably. Yeah, probably before me. We'll see. No. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I live in San Diego, <laughs> yeah. be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss another episode and thank you for tuning in. And as always feel free to leave a comment or email us and let us know at L7 creative. If you have any topics you want us to cover. Cool. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Kate. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and drop a comment on what topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Good luck out there, marketers. Until next time.